Welcome to the 24-7 Prayer Warrior Podcast. Your podcast for real. Not your churchy podcast, not your super spiritual podcast. No, this is your podcast to learn how to pray. Get in touch with God. Oh, thank you. You got it. You thought about it. You wondered about it. Well, guess what? You landed at the right place. You're at the 24-7 Prayer Warrior Podcast. This is your place for personal and spiritual breakthroughs. Brought to you by 247prayerwarriors.com. This podcast, we're going to deal with situations beyond our ability to control. And we need power to come down and change it. Well, there's a way to do that. And we're going to focus in on that. You're going to hear real story, a real story of how that happened. And that very thing can happen to you. So sit down, get ready. Because you're going to have a break. We're continuing this mini-series on prayers that get answers. Great prayers that we find in the ancient Hebrew scriptures. You know, we pride ourselves for our modern marvels and our advances in technology, which are really amazing. However, the ancients knew things that we're still trying to figure out on how to live and what the very fabric of our nature, who we are, and particularly in a spiritual dynamic on how to move the heart of God. They knew things that uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, we in the modern era with all of our technology and our little tools and toys uh, draw us from that. And uh, we are considering today a prayer by Hezekiah. King Hezekiah, ancient King Hezekiah, two prayers that he prayed, uh, one where he got into a, a bit of trouble and his nation was getting ready to be attacked and overthrown. And then the second thing, his life was on the line. He had gotten sick and uh, both prayers, God answered. And there are reasons why God answers those prayers. And what's really cool about Hezekiah's life is we have multiple locations in the ancient Hebrew scriptures that talk about Hezekiah and what was going on in his life. And we're going to consider those prayers right now. There are three sections, three different books in the ancient Hebrew scriptures, also known as the Bible in the Old Testament, where we have a story and recounts of King Hezekiah. One place is, the first place is in 2 Kings chapters 18 through 20. The second place is 2 Chronicles 29 through 32. Again, 2 Kings 18 through 20 and uh, 2 Chronicles 29 through 32. And there's also some brief uh, discussions in the book of the prophet Isaiah about Hezekiah as well. Because you see, in both 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles, the prophet Isaiah plays a key role in what takes place. And then we have the prophet himself writing things about Hezekiah. So you want to look at that. 
But uh, just give you a quick background and say, why, why does that happen in these ancient scriptures? Why do we have multiple accounts of the same thing? And I want to tell you, it's because you need to have different perspectives. If you have in the New Testament, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are known as the Gospels that recount the life of Jesus. And uh, you find Matthew, Mark, and Luke are, are similar in a lot of ways. But then John kind of goes about it his own way. And you say, why do we have to see this over and over again? Can't, can't just one pass? Well, let me tell you, you know, in your own life, is it just one perspective that you understand things? Do you not get multiple perspectives to understand what's going on? You know, the ancient scripture says, in the multitude of counselor, there's wisdom. You want multiple perspectives of wise people to give you an idea of what you're dealing with. And uh, 2 Kings 18 through 20 is really a historical account. There's not much to it. It just kind of gives you a blow-by-blow of what happens. But 2 Chronicles is very different. 2 Chronicles is like someone who's looking back and reviewing what happened in light of the results of what happened after the fact. And then they started seeing through the eyes of the Holy Spirit what God was doing and what was happening amongst the people, and in particular King Hezekiah, and a lot of things that were going on. So I, I, I prefer to read uh, the, pr- the prayers that we're going to consider today in Second Chronicles 29 through 32. But I want to uh, encourage you to think about this, to reflect back on your own life. To reflect back on your own life. Uh, because as you go to prayer, you might find some keys as to why you're not getting answers to your prayers or how to pray in light of what you're dealing with. And let me let me give you an example for that, and that's in 2 Chronicles 32. And this follows up the previous chapters that talk about great things that Hezekiah, he did all he could do to follow God. He did all the right things. He took away the evil from the nation. He with his whole heart, it says, he threw himself to doing the right things in light of what God would look at it as. as. He did everything, and they were prosperous because of it. A lot of good things happened. The scripture says, as you follow God, as you listen to his voice, prosperity will come. That doesn't mean a guarantee of prosperity, and that's something we have to watch out for today because there's a lot of ideas that if you just do all the right things, that nothing will go wrong. And if something goes wrong, you've done something wrong, and you got to figure that out because that would never happen. But that's just not true. And so there's a little verse here that gives us a peek into what's going on in Hezekiah's life to prompt his prayers that we're going to consider today. Second Chronicles 32, verse 1, it says, After these acts of faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. So you had three previous chapters talking about all the good that Hezekiah did with his whole heart, and and the nation was blessed, things are going on, and then it says there in verse 1, after these acts of faithfulness, they were attacked with the strong by the strongest power in the known world at that time. Let that sink in. You notice the reflection there. It says, 
after these acts of faithfulness, it's a it's an editorial comment that the person who's writing looks back and said, Hezekiah was faithful. All these good things were happening, and yet he was attacked. He did everything right. It even comments about how great he was. I mean, even back all the way to David, nobody did what Hezekiah did. He was the guy. He followed God. If there was ever one that did every, did all the things right, it was Hezekiah. And it says, after all these acts of faithfulness, he was attacked. Now, you may be in that position right now that you've done all these, a bunch of acts of faithfulness and you're being attacked right now. But maybe you're in a position you've not been faithful at all. You've messed it up and you're being attacked. Either way, there's hope. And there's hope in calling on God. Why? Because God is a merciful and compassionate God. And he wants people to humble themselves and look to him in times of great difficulty. Second Chronicles 32 verses 20 to 22. But King Hezekiah and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed about this and called out to heaven for help. And the Lord sent an angel who destroyed every warrior, commander, and officer in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned in shame to his own land. And when he had entered the temple of his God, some of his own sons killed him there with the sword. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from all others and guided them on every side. Second Kings 19, 14 through 19. Then Hezekiah took the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And he went up to the house of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, Lord, God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see and listen to the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to taunt the living God. It is true, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands and have hurled their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but only work of human hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. But now, Lord, our God, please save us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, are God. Singing in the bathtub, perhaps once again. Watching all my troubles go swinging down the drain. So what prompted this prayer is Sennacherib, who was attacking Jerusalem, the city where Hezekiah lived and his people, 
sent this letter with messengers and they were taunting the city saying, don't listen to God. Don't listen. Don't listen to Hezekiah saying your God's going to save you. He's not. Look how great we are. We, we Assyrians have marched through and destroyed all sorts of gods and kingdoms. And you think your God's going to stop us? And that's essentially what he said. So they, they got this letter, this in writing, in, in a letter form of this taunt, and Hezekiah went to prayer. And you heard that prayer. And the focus of that prayer was the fact that God was being challenged. That the, the reputation of God was being put on the line. I don't care where you are and what you've done, how faithful you've been or how faithful you've not been. If you humble yourself like Hezekiah did, he, he brought himself, another place it says that he put on sackcloth and he ter, tore his clothing and, and humbled himself and called the people, all the people to humble themselves. If you humble yourself in seeking God and you put God on the line, say, God, you said this in your word that you do this, or God, you've spoken this to me, or God, I professed you as my God, and these things are happening. God, show yourself strong. Show yourself strong so that everybody will know that you are God. And that's the key to successful prayer right there. So it doesn't matter what circumstance you're in. What does matter is how are you going to turn your heart now? Are you going to humble yourself now? Are you going to go to God in humility, but reminding him how great he is and how his kingdom's going to be advanced because of answered prayer? And you have to take that. And I want to caution you. When you get your answer and God gets you out, make sure that you're giving him praise and you're giving him just due. Don't just go on with your life. That is not a good place to be, which we'll see in Hezekiah's next prayer. Iron fortified. Good stuff, Maynard. Second Kings 20 verses 1 through 7. In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amuz, came to him and said to him, This is what the Lord says, Set your house in order, for you are going to die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall, prayed to the Lord, saying, Please, Lord, just remember how I have walked before you wholeheartedly and in truth, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept profusely. And even before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, the word of the Lord came to him saying, return and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father, David says, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears and behold, I'm going to heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord 
and I will add 15 years to your life, and I will save you in this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will protect this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Second Chronicles 32, verses 24 through 26. In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill, and he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did nothing in return for the benefit he received, because his heart was proud. Therefore wrath came upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. However, Hezekiah humbled the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. Man's got to know his limitations. As we always do on the 24-7 Prayer Warrior podcast, we don't just talk about prayer, we actually pray. So we're going to go to prayer in just a second. Before that, though, we got to have a couple of takeaways from our discussion today. Takeaway is this. First and foremost, I want you to notice the speed at which Hezekiah got his prayers answered. It doesn't talk about weeks and months of prayer and fasting. They went to prayer and God did something drove back the army of Sennacherib. And and Hezekiah, when he heard the word from Isaiah that he was going to die, prayed. And before Isaiah even got out of the building, the answer came. The takeaway from that is how we live our lives indeed impacts our prayers. Now that can encourage you or discourage you, but you need to be aware of that. How we live our lives does impact whether how our, our prayers get answered. It does. And we've already tra- transversed that, the fact that Hezekiah really, with his whole heart, was faithful to God and did all the right things. And the speed at which he received answers is, is mind-boggling. And then the second thing is, and particularly the prayer that he prayed when he was sick, and clearly from Second Chronicles, it happened the same time when, uh, when Sennacherib was attacking, uh, also he became sick at the same time. And, and God did both those things. But Second Chronicles gives us an insight saying that uh, Hezekiah did nothing to repay God back for the good that he'd received. An insight to prayer there is when you ask God to do something and he does it for you, make sure you give him praise and thanksgiving for that. Don't just move on your life like nothing happened. Because I'm telling you, bad things are going to come after that. You don't want that. So you, you take God to task. He engages you. And then you go and do your own thing. Don't turn around and blame God for all that. And and finally, though, in the midst of all that and making mistakes, 
It talks about how Hezekiah was prideful, and because of the pride, and because of not giving God praise, bad things were coming, but he humbled himself and prayed, and he and his people avoided seeing all the bad that was coming because of what he did. After they lived, they were long gone before that came around. So you can, uh, you can delay things that are inevitable by consequences that you have caused. I know that's really hard to understand, and you, we just want to think about prayer just being this magic formula. You just say these things, and things go this way or that, but it's not. It is a relationship to God, and know this, that God doesn't wipe out the consequences, of our lives. Even after we've been forgiven and a lot of blessing has come, some consequences cannot be avoided. I won't go into great detail, but I I, I encourage you to go to Acts chapter 9 in the New Testament, where Saul has a vision and sees God, Jesus, light shone all around him. Saul, who was attacking God's people, killing them, throwing them into prison, Then Jesus comes to him and reveals himself to him, and and Saul turns his life around, becomes Paul, and becomes one of the greatest, if not the greatest apostle ever to live, and wrote the majority of the New Testament that we read, that same person. But if you read in Acts chapter 9, it says that uh, Jesus tells his disciple Ananias that, uh, yeah, you know, he's done a lot of bad things, and I'm going to show him how much he'll need to suffer for my name. So the suffering that Paul Saul put on God's people in his later life as being an apostle and being such a blessing to all of us, I mean, in large part, us particularly in the West are come to know the Lord because of what Paul did by going into the Roman Empire. And so... The consequences, even then, of what he did affected his life. For the rest of his life, he dealt with persecution against him. I know that's deep stuff, and I don't want to discourage you. But I want to encourage you in this. Like Hezekiah humbled himself, even though he did all these things and there were consequences that were coming, God delayed it because of what Hezekiah did. So, you can rely on what you've done for God in the past, those of you been faithful, for God to turn around. You can also rely on God's mercy when you call on him and humble yourself before him, that God will answer your prayer. That is the encouragement. It's not over. I want to say that to you, some of you right now. It is not over. I got to tell you, I'm in a protracted fast right now. I'm toward the end, end of it for some things that are I've not seen answers for. I've got a couple of things. One thing in particular, very near and dear in my life, that I prayed for for a lot of years and even have received a prophetic word that it would come to pass in the, the way that I'm asking for. And it's coming very slowly years later after receiving the promise. Have I caused the delay? It's entirely possible. 
Is it a result of decisions made that shouldn't have been made and consequences ride through? Yes. But still, I'm not giving up because God is a gracious and compassionate God. And when we humble ourselves, he will hear from heaven and answer our cry. So, Lord, as we come together in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to our Heavenly Father. And God, we use Hezekiah as our example and our model for our prayers. We have needs. Together, we bind together on behalf of what we're facing. Perhaps there are those that are having their own Sennacherib moment. Unless God does something, it's over. Or dealing with sickness and disease. And unless God heals, death will come. Or maybe a situation that is so far out of control. Maybe as a result of what we've done ourselves. And I confess that in my own life, Lord. And in what I'm facing. And you know what I've been calling upon you for these many days fasting and calling upon your name for turnaround, for blessing, for answering the promise that you made years ago that should bring it to pass. And God, we humble ourselves before you now that your reputation, as Hezekiah said, was is on the line because you're God. Your God and your name shall be preached into all the world, and then the end will come, that your glory may be known and manifested through the answers to our prayers here, God. And we will not let it go, and we will not harden our hearts, and we will not forget and go on about our lives after this. But together, in agreement with everyone praying right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak life and hope and thank you that you're a compassionate, merciful, loving God. And because of that compassion and mercy and the blood of Jesus Christ, we can confidently come to you boldly to the throne of grace to receive help in time of trouble. We need your mercy and we're looking to you now in the name of Jesus. We're asking you right now to turn around and hear our cries because we need you. Amen. Our commanding officer has put out the call. He's calling for prayer warriors to rise up. But here's the question. Will you answer the call? Will you rise up and be a prayer warrior? I want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe to this podcast. 
Check out our YouTube channel. See what's on there. Share this podcast with people that need it. Would you do that for me? Share it with somebody. Get the word out. This whole podcast exists to help people get in touch with God. It can help them. God bless you.